Uh-oh. Friday. L.A. Kush Cake in the blood. L.A. Kush Cake. Let's get it. in this island years ago. You were telling me long before anybody... I think you told me about him before his first arrest. A long time ago, I talked about how they have these islands, they, they fly, they compromise children. But I learned all this from Ted Gunderson 20-plus years ago. He was in line to be the FBI director. He was the head of the FBI in Los Angeles. He was a very famous FBI agent. He came out, and he was the one that explained to me about how they use these, these black belt rings. And, and, and I'm going to tell you why he's correct with what he's saying. Ted Gunderson, I was looking at videos of Ted Gunderson on YouTube years ago. And he was talking about how these elites and how these people, even within the agency, sort of turned, you know, sort of turned around when these type of situations came to the home front where 
the agencies were getting involved in the pedophilia ring and all this other shit. I feel uncomfortable saying it and talking about it, but Alex Jones is right. And Joe Rogan knows that Alex Jones is right because Alex Jones, as I mentioned time and time again, was one of those people that saw a lot of this shit coming because he was really out here researching and dropping science and really dropping jewels for y'all. It's just now that a lot of this stuff is turning up to be true. Now people are paying attention. Intelligence groups and and how they would basically make people have sex with children to be part of these clubs and these cults they were setting up. Is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years or am I mistaken about that? I mean, it's just kind of funny because Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. I mean, the list goes on and on. So the last thing you could do to try and actually fix your reputation is acknowledge that through leaks, we had to find out that Zelensky was going to bomb Moscow on the anniversary. I mean, if you're so impartial, shouldn't you at least say right that Zelensky was going to bring us on the verge of World War three and you know what Tucker Carlson ain't no Seymour Hirsch but he did something you guys are scared to do speak the truth and actually be critical of the war that is something that conservatives and true traditional leftists can join forces on enough of the warmongers enough of nuclear war enough of trying to drive our uh, species to extinction these people are evil they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and they need to pay Who's more attractive, liberals or conservatives? Conservative men, absolutely. My boyfriend, he's a conservative, baby. Conservatives. Not even a question. Conservatives, all the way. They usually believe in God. You know, they have those good foundational uh, values. Better to raise a family with, in my personal opinion. Conservatives, 100%. You don't want a skinny little liberal boyfriend. Absolutely not. I want my big, hunky country conservative boyfriend. Amen. Amen. Conservatives, for sure. Conservatives. Why conservatives? I'll tell you, look. I'm not into blue hair, so... Conservatives? Conservatives, easy. Easy question. Conservative women, obviously. Family, faith, and freedom. Conservatives, because they have masculinity. Conservatives, because they have standards. You heard it here first. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm blessed to be here another day beautiful day although it's getting hot 89 degrees 1105 a.m and i'm back with another episode another edition of the crimson capsule chapel Hey, man, like I said, it's a beautiful day. I woke up this morning feeling refreshed, feeling revitalized. I hopped on the boards, made a couple beats, didn't get a chance to really finish them or save them. But I'm saving that for after this episode. 
that way we could have new music for the intro, right? That's my jam. That's what I usually do. But um, I'm here this morning. I'm here today for a good old fashioned Freestyle Friday, but not just any Freestyle Friday. We have an article from newamerica.org about red pill to black pill. What the? We got a video from AJ's rants and reactions. He black. <laughs> and once again, he's going along with my favorite series of his. One of my favorite series by AJ's rants and reactions. And it is men ignoring women at the workplace. I think he's at part eight or part nine. We're going to be going over that as well. So we got a lot of things to go over. Today, we got a shit ton to go over. Just this episode alone. Yesterday, I made it work. Three episodes, technically two episodes, because um, the episode that I did late last night, I ended up uploading this morning, I believe. So I'm pretty much at about three episodes a day. If you want to count uh, Wednesday night as well, you know, my four day weekend. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. No bullshit. No procrastination. 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 I hate that word. None of that. All right. No second guessing. No distractions. I made sure that I made it known on my social media that I will be focusing primarily on music and podcasting. In other words, any miscellaneous shit. I'm not participating in it. I'm actually currently um, looking for new co co host, um, occasional special host, occasional people to rant back and forth with, occasional people to even debate. So I just want to explain that as well. Um. I didn't want to do that for the longest, but I figured it's the only way that I can have some real uh, wiggle room, real footing when it comes to the podcast. But we're already doing a good job, man. I think we are about less than 30 away from 3,800. So I appreciate those listening. Keep supporting your boy. We got some new. Also, let me give a shout out quickly. Briefly, all right, briefly, I want to give a shout out to those who follow the podcast on Spotify. I think we got three new followers, all right? Three three new followers, I think 28, I think maybe 27 or 28 uh, followers of the podcast total. And that's the people that actually save the podcast and listen to it when they have the chance to listen to it. I appreciate it. Um, But we got we got some shit to go over. I just want to go over this article sort of piggybacking what I was talking about last night, the black pill brick wall. And for some reason, I was having trouble with um, my phone constantly, you know, tweaking the fuck out every chance it gets. It stopped recording. And I was kind of stuck 
And I was about to just go in the house and say, fuck it, because it was already at that time. This was like damn near 12 hours ago. It was already um, 1030, if not 11 o'clock at that time. And I was about to stop. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I closed all of my apps. I didn't even use the soundboard. I may have used one or two sounds and that was it. And I just kind of went through the episode. I'm going to try to do something similar with that. But we still got a good amount of things to go through. Newamerica.org. The article called Red Pill to Black Pill. Red Pill to Black Pill from newamerica.org. How long is this? It's not that long. But that's the reason why I'm going through it. Um, This article connected to... The black pill topic are sort of the black pill brick wall, this wall or this concept that the man rather than the woman, the wall comes to her naturally with men, the black pill. And this is the representation of this brick wall and brick by brick represents their insecurities and where it represents their weakness. It represents their lack of masculinity and they create this wall and then complain that it's there, but they're the only ones that can break that wall down. But they would have to search within themselves rather than search other places and search the exception uh, or, or search for the acceptance of women or search for the acceptance of groups, right? The problems that they have have to be fixed from within. But until then, it's nothing but this brick wall, this obstacle, this barrier that the men create these so-called black pill men. But let's go over this article and let's finally put this to rest. Red pill to black pill once again, newamerica.org. And it goes as followed. The red pill, a term that comes from the 1999 film, The Matrix, has become a framework for individuals to describe their awakening to some previous hidden supposed reality. The majority, or excuse me, the major contemporary secular male supremacy movements, PUAs, men's rights activists, the red pill, and men going their own way, aka MGTOW, all use this terminology to describe their, quote, realization, end quote, that men do not hold system systemic power or privilege instead they awaken to the truth that socially economically and sexually men are at the whims of women and feminist power and desires as in the film to be blue pilled is to accept the mainstream narrative and choose to live in ignorance of the truths of the world Red pillars see themselves as intelligently superior to blue-pilled normies. The red pill terminology grew in male supremacy forms and was adopted more broadly by far-right and white supremacist groups to describe their own version of awakenings, um, conspiracy worldwide, that often overlaps with male supremacist positions such as anti-feminism. Beginning around 2016, 
misogynist incel forums began to shift from red pill to an increasingly black pill mentality. This belief system accepts the red pill views of society dominated by women, but reject individual level attempts such as learning game to achieve a sexual relationship with women as misguided, asserting that only change at a societal level has the possibility to be effective. Black pill adherents, black pill, what the hell? Whatever. Black pill believe that looks are generally determined and that women choose sexual partners based solely on physical features, AKA lookism. So whether or not a person will be an incel is predetermined. Misogynist incels attempt to prove the truth of the black pill, though misreading of scientific studies, online dating data sets or databases, and their own quote-unquote experiments to prove that women only care about a man's physical looks. Although some incels still seek out plastic surgery, work out, gym maxing, or try to otherwise improve their physical features, many believe such strategies are pointless as inceldom is a problem with society, not the individual. Black-pilled incels are aware of appearance and social ability, game strategies, and reject them as solutions. The black pill philosophy typically offers only two options for what to do with their new accepted reality, accept their fate as an incel or try to change society to their benefit. Usually uh, advocated as potentially achievable by men by means of mass violence and terror, not politics or other methods of change. Quote unquote copes are looked down on as methods of coping with. Oh, my bad. Methods of coping with without changing the unjust system. <clears throat> Excuse me. Including the denial of the reality of the black pill. For those who choose to accept their black pilled faith, suicide is often presented as the most inevitable solution. It is also encouraged in misogynist incel communities as a form of sacrificial violence or and uh, martyr, martyr, martyrdom, martyrdom. Incels talk about potential self-harm, giving up hope, or suicide by using phrases such as rope, committing suicide by hanging oneself, LDAR, lay down and rot, Jesus Christ, or suey fuel. You guys know that I use that term a lot. That's where I got the term from, suey fuel, which is suicide fuel. Suey fuel, it's over brutal, it's, it's over brutal and it never began our popular responses to and tags for posts that members feel the truth men that feel is the truth of the black pill internal polls shared on incel.com or incel.co have asked members 
when oh my god this is bad have asked members when they think they will quote unquote rope in some cases users explicitly state i have to kill myself end quote or say that they will commit suicide by the time they are at a certain age if they are still an incel 40 wait my bad while some while some fellow while some fellow members respond to suicidal comments with sympathy others urge posters on with harmful comments asking those who have expressed suicidal those that who express suicidal thoughts why they are still posting and not yet attempting suicide jesus christ um jeez when active members stop posting for an extended period of time, this frequently leads to forums speculating that they have completed suicide. However, the absence could instead represent men withdrawing the online community and data is not currently available to what not <laughs> and data is not currently available as current what is occurring. As certain as certain what is occurring. What the fuck? Regardless, there is a substantial difference between a community being vulnerable to self-harm and promoting and threatening violence against others, members expressing suicidal tendencies on misogynist incel forums are also encouraged to go ER or be a hero, meaning to commit mass murder before committing suicide. Many misogynist incels don't just advocate for suicide as a solution to incel, but also to create structural change through first committing mass violence. As with the Santa Barbara uh, perpetuator, martyrdom is revealed. The Toronto van attacker told police he hoped to commit suicide by suicide by cop end quote a common plan for perpetuators of mass violence for black pill seeking to change society rather than simply accept their fate the use of mass violence to forcibly to forcibly overthrow the system and force normies to take notice is positioned as a key pathway to structural change there is a substantial difference between a community. Did I read this already? No, there is a substantial difference between a community being vulnerable, self-harm and promote threatening violence against others. A November 2014 uh, sluthate.com tread on uh, incel shooting sprees uh, determined that or demonstrated the roots of this thinking are arguably are arguing that such mass bloodshed is quote the only way that sluts and alphas will realize and accept that they are serious consequences for allowing so many males to live their lives in misery end quote this use of mass violence to create social change in favor of incels uh worldview has been referred to as incel rebellion or beta uprising. (laughs) 
Come on, guys. You got to admit that's funny. Beta uprising. Come on. What the? The 2018 Toronto van attack perpetuator stated that the incel rebellion has already began in a Facebook post just prior to his attack. And two days before, he had posted on 4chan that, quote, there would be another beta uprising, end quote. Uh, misogynist incels that glorify violence. Uh, that by eliminating women and chads, they are working to purify society to frighten those who have taken the red or black pill, end quote. So, Wow. So let me just say they gotten a lot of things wrong, but I don't really I don't at this point expect them to get anything right when it. But but what they are right about. And I mentioned this briefly last night in the last episode. There there is that black pill in which it's only a side effect of the red pill. It's people that are not ready to take the red pill. They want to cope. Right. They want to blame others. And because of that, they automatically put themselves in that category. Whether they realize it or not, it's almost like the guys who say that they're against the red pill, but the shit that they talk about, it's literally the same thing. They just don't like the name or they just don't agree with certain people within it, which makes sense. But for the people that downplay it, see, like me, I don't downplay the black pill too much. But what I do is I try to use the same harsh realities within the black pill and incorporate it into the red pill. Where a guy should better himself for himself and not just for the acceptance of women, because in all actuality, once you better yourself or once you are financially stable and these women approach you, you already get the harsh reality that these women are not with you for who you are in terms as an individual. But they're only with you for what you are and what resources and what they can financially benefit from. That's the harsh realities, baby. This is like burgundy pill shit. I'm going to bring back burgundy pill. I think it's time. I think it's time we bring back some burgundy pill, right? Why not? That article was more than I thought it would be. But then again, I am a slow reader and I try to emphasize the words as much as possible. But ending off the black pill brick wall or just leaving this topic alone and going on to AJ's rants and reactions, I want to go over a few more things. And it's pretty much I'm going to quickly go through this. Um, The connection to white supremacy and far right ideologies, that's one thing that we can address. I mean, it's an easy thing. It's an easy way to target the opposition, right? The men who are misogynists, you can just say, well, misogynism, that's just all right wing. But then if you talk about misandry, then misandry is all radical, progressive feminist. So this this idea that a man, any man, to listen to or believe or you know see videos or content or support people. And this mindset is somehow misogynistic and right wing borderline white supremacist is absurd, considering 
how many blacks are also a part of the space. But they also mentioned um, in a good quote, the majority contemporary secular male supremacist movements, PUAs. PUAs are not a male supremacist movement. It is a movement that is it is a group that's majority men. You know what I mean? You know, it is a group that's majority men. At the very least. But they pedestalize women. That's all pickup artists do. They try to pick up women. How is that misogynistic? I don't get it. The only thing that makes them misogynistic is the fact that they go around and tell themselves like these hoes and talk about all the bodies they've gotten. Oh, I got this much body count. I've been with this many women. By my courses. And I don't see it as any different than a man saying, like myself, a lot of these bitches ain't shit. But they hear me say bitches ain't shit. And guess what? When I say bitches ain't shit, it's misogynistic. If a guy talks about he slept with 15,000, oh, he slept with 1,500 plus women, that's somehow not misogynistic. So there is an interesting dynamic in that. And the last time I checked, um, men's rights, MRAs, they were the furthest thing from, they were actually, I hate to say it, but they were the closest thing. They were the, the direct respond to feminism at one time. These are the guys who wanted rights. These are the guys who wanted the equal say when it came to uh, marital situations. These aren't misogynists. But if they feel that they're misogynists, or if it's just another group that they can incorporate to make their point, they'll do so. All right. And I also want to put. I also want to put a few words in. I'm going through this article quickly again because there was something else that I caught while I was reading. Uh, Copes. They, they actually put Copes there. No one copes more than a woman. And this is no disrespect, but nobody copes more than a woman. Feminism is essentially about coping. When a woman goes after her dreams and her admirations, her career and whatnot, and she forgets the importance of being a mother, the importance of being a wife, the importance in some cases of even being a long-term girlfriend, and she chooses the money over the comfort, or she'll take the money of the man, but she won't take, she'll take the money and credibility of the man, pretty much, at the end of it all. But she isn't looking at things long term. This is what I mentioned also in the last episode, where women just live off of what can help her now. It's not about what's going on years after. She do her OnlyFans, she don't know what the fuck she gonna do. Um, you know, when, when things fall through, right. Or when the money's good, but now more people are noticing her and it's not a good look. She making the money, she getting all this credibility, but now her family knows about it. Now some of the family don't want to deal with her ass anymore. So what does she do? She copes. Well, I'm strong and independent anyway. I don't need anybody. I can do bad all by myself. And she does. She does terrible by herself. 
These are the most dependent beings in the world who claim to be independent because they're financially stable, but they're emotional and they're not as logical as men. See, men can get money, be financially stable and be by himself. Will he be bored time from time? Probably. Um, I've talked about this a little last night where last year I went through what I consider to be my last bout with loneliness. I don't experience loneliness anymore. I'm just alone, right? There's no emotional reaction to it. If I want to do something, I can do something. If I want to reach out, I'll reach out. But for the most part, I just fall back. And I don't feel any which way but content about it. Women aren't that way. Women are the more social creatures. So they're the ones that are more subjective to cope than men. Men cope when they're desperate. Men try to cope or try to come up with excuses for shit when they're absolutely desperate. Women, by default, they cope. If they can't get a man, well, that's the man's problem. They don't ever, it's never a self-evaluation. It's never self-accountability. Okay? Now I'm breaking this down like a quarter pound. We'll hold the cheese for now. Damn, I just rhymed. Didn't even realize it. I'm black. Bars. I ain't gonna lie, I'm stoned. I'm drinking some iced coffee. I'm relaxing. Loving life. You know. Made some music. I even skated today. Isn't that crazy? What the? I hopped on the skateboard, man. I want to give the kids out there a tip. For all you kids out there, all you youngsters out there riding skateboards, or if you decide to get a skateboard, just remember this advice. People will tell you, like, if you leave your board out, if you're an idiot like me, you leave your board outside, or I used to keep my board in the trunk, and I haven't read it. Like, I've wrote it this morning, and it was the first time I hopped on a skateboard in at least five months. So I was kind of like getting, you know, getting into the rhythm and shit. But for a lot of you youngsters out there, your parents are all fucked up. Don't get the WD-40. That strips everything. <sighs> like the balls and within the bearings, paws will shatter. It will pop out. You'll fuck your bearings up if you use WD-40. What you want to do, I, I, I'm black. I'm black. So... Black folks, they 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 keep the grease. They they collect the grease, the fish, chicken grease, or in some cases they'll refrigerate uh, fish grease, and they'll use that later on for cooking shit. What you do is you get you get some of that grease. You don't use oil. You can use oil. You can use vegetable oil to loosen up the bearings a bit, but then you have to immediately wipe it off. Because if not, it will go too deep into the bearings and fuck it up. It'll do the same thing that WD-40 does. So anyway, you know, I decided to to skate to the store because I, w- I would have typically driven with equipment. I would have driven. I, I have what I would have drived driven. I would have driven to the store otherwise. But I figured, you know what? I haven't I haven't been skating in quite some time. I'm still in shape. You know, I'm not like these other people, man. These other people, they fell off, man. Especially these bitches, man. 
I seen bitches like just it 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 just seemed like I seen these bitches like three months ago, right? And they looked okay. I seen these I seen the same bitches. I be seeing the same bitches like three days ago, and they look horrible. They're gaining weight. They're not, they're not spiritually taking care of themselves. They're not physically taking care of themselves. They're not exercising. They're not physically active. And they'll be the same bitches that complain the most about a man. It's as if they have the, they have the freedom to gain all this weight, be very problematic, be very unattractive in the process. And no one seems to care or pay attention. I'm going to have to move this fucking car because... This faggot, this faggot ass nigga wants to cut grass. I swear, dude, fucking crackheads. Only excuse that I can come up with. Crackheads, dude. Muff, crackheads will cut grass at 930 at night. Because they're trying to get some crack. So they, they'll cut grass. They'll actually do lawn service 930 at night. So I had to move this shit around the corner. I'm sorry for being extra loud. I had to hold this phone. I would typically have something to hold this. But I don't really have the money to waste this time around because I've already bought this phone back. I already bought like three of these phone holder thingies and the little suction cup part always breaks. I think it's something with the heat, though. I think it's just too hot, and I think the um, the sticky shit actually melts because I have these marks down on my windshield that I have to get off. Fucking piece of garbage. But anyway, the black pill brick wall, it's a wall created by man, and it's a wall that can only be broken down by man. But in order to break that down, a man must have accountability a man must learn to forgive and forget. And when I mean forgive and forget, I don't mean forgive and move forward with the person. If a person does you wrong, you forgive them, but you also forget them. You move on. You wish them well, but you don't when a person like when a person fucks you over, there's really only but so much you can tolerate before you go, you know what? I think we should part ways. I wish you well all the best and move forward. If you have that way of looking at things, you won't have many conflict with people because you won't deal like you'll you'll automatically understand like okay, these are the people I can deal with, these are the people I can communicate with. These are the people that I can socialize with about more political matter and these are just miscellaneous people. These are NPCs. These are normies. These are people that you would have small talk with at at best small talk and I'm not a fan of small talk so I kind of just cut through the BS you know what I'm saying and, and I kind of just try to be a little bit more direct as a human being not just as a person who's a fucking personality on a podcast but as a human being and I find it to be less less of a burden less stressful if you're just direct, I mean, there's consequences to it, but the consequences are really just other people being offended by it. Like you, you are literally able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. And the only consequences being 
someone takes it the wrong way or someone gets offended and you tell these people to um, speak with their chest, man up or just don't listen. You know, what I mean, that's kind of where I've reached. But I don't I don't personally put myself out there to attack people or I don't try to antagonize folks unless they're, you know, broken down, bitter bitches. I mean, that's fun. I can be honest with y'all like, when it comes to that. And see, with me, I understand how women look at men. So I don't I don't feel guilty for saying the things that I say because I hear women say and do a lot worse. Believe it or not, most people will probably laugh when I say this, but I would I would pretty much have been traditional if it wasn't for certain women, but I'm not, I'm not blaming those women. I'm blaming my decisions to deal with those women. In other words, if I could go into the past and get rid of this woman, get rid of that woman, never had dealt with them, never had been in a relationship with them. It's not to say that I would have just found someone better. I just wouldn't have had that burden to deal with. I would have probably made more mistakes, but just it would just be satisfying not to not to have ever dealt with certain people. But with that, it's the mindset that I have moving forward, where it's like pseudo monk, right? It's money monk, right? It's like I'm I'm only money talks, right? Other than that, I'm silent. There's really nothing to talk about in terms of real life. In real life, I mean, on a podcast is different podcasts and subjects and all that I'm just talking about how a lot of this shit affects or it doesn't affect I should say my real life because I don't just go around and tell people you know I'm you know I'm red pill and I'm this and I'm that and you know I don't do that I'm very laid back and I typically don't deal with anybody so it's almost beneficial in my case because I don't try to put myself out there as this, you know, super, superman, super alpha type of guy. I'm just a regular black. You know what I mean? Well, not regular. Definitely not regular. I would say I'm a plus, super plus, right? Not regular. For all those people that understand gas references, not on Reddit, man. We're, we're, we're going on a... We're going with a better formula. But um, like I said, I, I kind of just learned. And I think most guys, especially black pill guys, if they understood this concept, they would never talk about loneliness again. I mean, they would talk about why situations are what they are. They would talk about the dating and the relationship dynamic and how that changes. But they wouldn't have any true regret they would just see things for what it is and and some of them some of them would actually appreciate it like hey I'm not in a situation where I have this bitch get pregnant or I'm not in a situation where you know I'm dealing with this woman that I really don't give a fuck about but because she has our child I have to deal with the bitch those guys would be able to sit back and appreciate what position they're in, regardless of their position, because it's their position. They can have no position. They can have no life. 
They can have no air to breathe. You see what I mean? The small things, the simple things. As you get older, I think a lot of men just appreciate the small things in life. I know guys who like to go home. I might head to the liquor store myself. I know guys who like to go home and have a cold beer. It's that it's the small, simple um, type of thing, right? That in all actuality means everything to that guy. It's like what I talked about before, the dynamic with the man and the woman, the masculine and the feminine. And the man who just got home from doing, you know, heavy lifting or whatever work that he does. And the woman being the feminine and being the one to be there when he opens the door, right? To be right there when he opens the door. Food already done. Things already taken care of. You know what I mean? She may have she may have some she may have some uh, some bath water or she may have the water, the shower running for him so he don't got to do every day. You know what I mean? Simple things. The woman says, oh, that's slavery. I can't do that for a man. Bitch, that's why you're not going to be with a man. The fuck is wrong with you? Right. I mean, what 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 is a man work hard for to go home and hear you complain about you not wanting to cook? You not wanting to do this and that bitch. Why are you here? Skedaddle. Beat it. Bounce. We're bounce for the ounce. Get the fuck out of here. But all these all these other people. They love to sit back. The women love to sit back and say a man's not doing this. A man's not doing that. The men today are just not enough. The men have to step up. The men have to do this. The man has to do that. And when you ask a woman, what are you doing? They get irate with you. Meanwhile, they spent five to ten minutes bashing you, talking shit about you. What the? Unexcusable. A lot of the black pill men, y'all got to realize that in some situations, you're more fortunate. You haven't dealt with you haven't dealt with the BS when it comes to women. You're just not in the process of being with women. And for some reason, that's like the end all be all for a lot of you guys. And it really doesn't make sense because you think about it. The guy in reality, in, a, in an alternative, in, in, a, in an alternative universe, right? The guy who isn't worried about women would be the guys who don't have women. Now, you would say that's a bad thing. But what if those guys are focused on making money and they make themselves very successful in the process of doing that because they don't have the distraction of women, dog? Like, it's it's the truth. Women today are a distraction. Women were women were a distraction in the past. Nothing has changed this. It's just now it's more prevalent because you have men that identify uh, with certain groups or I wouldn't call black pill a group. I would just call black pill a mindset. The black pill isn't even a group of people. It's a mindset. Right. And it's a side effect in a lot of ways of the red pill, because you got people who only. They, they, they learned about the red pill and they're only doing it because they kind of like, it's like the get rich fast scheme, right? And there's so many loopholes and there's so many things that a lot of these people end up getting into debt 
trying to be rich or trying to look rich. What the? Can't do that, man. Can't fake the funk. All right? It's one thing you can't do. Can't fake the funk. What do we got, man? Women are being ignored in the workplace. Part nine. Men aren't taking risk anymore. All right. AJ's rants and reactions. He block. 15 minute video. We already over 45 minutes in, aren't we? 48 minutes in. So we'll be able to go through this, talk about it, then wrap things up. But let's get it. Hey guys, AJ here, back with another one for you. So guys, we're gonna do another entry into the Women Be Ignored in the Workplace series. Guys, this is by far my most popular series. I appreciate all you guys' support with this. I appreciate all all you guys that have commented on the videos and leave your stories. I know for a fact that there's guys out there reading you guys' stories and learning a lot. So guys, keep those comments coming. Keep those stories coming. I appreciate it. Guys, this series is about the whole Me Too thing, M2 thing, and how men are reacting to it and saying, look, I, we are going to ignore women at work, which is what you guys should do. Guys, keep all talk to a, to a minimum. No happy hours, no Christmas parties, no traveling, no nothing, guys. Okay? Yo, and shout out to AJ's rants and reactions. He black. A space. J-A-Y. It's not just A-J as in A-J. It's A space J-A-Y. Rants and reactions, man. Subscribe to that man. He's been saying the same shit that I've been talking about for years. (laughs) For years I've been talking about this. You don't fraternize with a bitch at the workplace? Come on, man. Come on, man. You're going to fraternize with a bitch at the workplace for what, dude? Now, it's the thing about, you know, not being an asshole, not being a, you know, a piece of shit or whatever. And, you know, if a woman says hello, you say hello back. Keep it casual. That's the problem with niggas. They can't keep shit casual. They got to fly off the handle every now and then. Oh, it was just a, you know, it was just a small compliment. I just said she looked good in that dress. You lost your job. Fucked around, lost your goddamn job, man. Over what? A fucking compliment over a bimbo and a dress? She knew why she got that dress on for? Bitch. Look, man. (laughs) She knew why she got that dress on for, man. She know? What the? I just like the look. You know what I mean? I just like the look. You know, every now and then. I don't act on my impulses, but I look. I go, damn, look at that fat ass. All right, let me keep working. That's all I do. Oh, she says hi. I'll say hi back. But any personal conversation? Nope. Even if a bitch is giving like, you know how women are, man. For those guys out there who ever been like hit on by women and when they get hit on, it's always in a, a unprofessional environment. Or it's always in a professional environment. It's never like when you're out and about. It's always when you're in like professional environments. You know, and women know what they do. That's why they go with the short skirts. They got the lipstick. They got the makeup. These bitches, I'm telling you, man, these these women, they go they go to their jobs, right? 
they go to their places of employment looking like they're going to a fucking nightclub. And it's not that they're offended that a man approached them and hit on them. They're offended that a man that they are unattracted to hits on them and approaches them. That's when HR gets involved. Your head down and just do your work and go home, right? Yep. But we're also talking about these knuckleheads who support this stuff who are like, oh, men need to do, you know what I'm saying? The whole men need to people, right? And guys, we have a presentation here from the University of, of British Columbia, I believe. And guys, Canada is an effinist wasteland. It is. <laughs> Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Guys, yep. I feel bad for all you guys who live there. Cupped out. Because I couldn't do it, man. I thought the U.S. was bad, but oh, my God. No, I mean, in all actuality, by certain laws, these places are worse. But by societal standards, U.S. is probably the worst. This is the dumping ground, technically. When you have feminism at such a widespread and you have the Mecca being the United States, you have the influence that sort of spreads like cancer throughout the world. But don't forget, like like a good portion of negative shit, it always starts in the U.S. <laughs> Just like any other thing that's negative and fucked up in this world, it usually comes from us. Made in the U.S.A. What the? We're a fallen society. We're a fallen society because of radical feminists. We're a fallen society because a weak-minded beta male, N-cell, deaf cell, rope max cell, jabroni cell type of guys. It's the truth. It's a fact. What do we have? We have a lack of femininity and we have a lack of masculinity. But here's the problem. It's not that masculinity doesn't exist. It's that masculinity is seen as something that should be illegal. So what women don't realize is they want to get rid of masculinity on a societal level, but still want the masculinity when it comes to their relationships and the people that they choose or want to be with. They can't have it both ways. So what ends up happening? Well, the men become more feminine trying to do what these women claim that they want from men. They want the men who are sensitive and, you know, they're in touch with their emotions and all this other bullshit. But in all actuality, what happens is because the women are making the demands, the women become the masculine. What the? Why would a man? Look, man, and this is how extreme I'll get. Why would a man of any of any type want a masculine woman if he's not a homosexual. I must ask that question again. And I'm not doing this to shame homosexuals. I'm doing this and saying this to make a point. Why would a man, especially a masculine man, want a loud, problematic, argumentative, masculine woman if he is not a homosexual? The reason why a lot of guys, if you, if for women that always wonder They'll always see guys who go, well, there's nothing wrong with this guy. Why is he single? Why does he choose not to be in a relationship? And the reason is simple, right? The reason's very simple. 
the fact is they don't care. They don't have that. They don't have that soft mindset that the women want them to have because they don't care about the masculine frame and the masculine approach of modern women. So guys will go, fuck it. I'd rather just be by myself. Why would I'm already a man? I'm already a representation of masculinity. Why would I want a woman who's trying to be a man as a woman in my life? It doesn't make sense. So, of course, the guys back away. They're like, yeah, I'm good. Fuck that. And in the workplace, especially. So, guys, we're going to get into this. But before we do, please remember to like, subscribe, drop a comment. It really helps keep this channel going. And yeah, guys, watch the rest of the videos on this playlist, and you also will see them linked in the description. So, guys, I hope no one's allergic to soy milk, because this oh dude right God. here has it, <laughs> has it coming off of him and drove, dude. My God. Soy. Dude, That's disgusting. Soy boys. Are you a beta male? Beta! 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 beta. <laughs> oh god soy ugh trifling man soy based betas despicable soy milk buddy ugh. what are you doing just listen to this guy let's get into this alright appreciate Women appreciate being included, but not in terms of an, a token influence. This guy has, I have to like leave a comment because I reach out to these people, right? Some of them reach back. We touch base every now and then back and forth. I've touched base with Hammerhand probably two or three times, which it may not sound important to people. They probably don't know who the fuck Hammerhand is, but he's a person, you know, he's kind of a big deal in the manosphere, not manosphere per se, but um, MGTOW, men going their own way, the MGTOW monk. I've touched base with these people back and forth. I got to tell AJ, like, listen, brother, you got to make sure your volume is up because I'm here sniping your audio. Um, by the way, fair use, but I am sniping your article and your video, technically promoting you. So, you know, you should make sure your media audio is good as your microphone. Your microphone's perfect. The media, the media audio, the video audio, any other, any other way, it isn't. It's not good. All right, let's work on it. Rather than saying, oh, let's get a woman's perspective, include everybody as though they are equals. There we go. So guys, stopping it right off the front. Women want to be included in the exact way that they want to be included. They don't want to be treated like everyone else. They're, that would mean that they're quote unquote tokenized. Please. Well, that's the thing, right? That's what women always want to be to an extent. They want to be tokenized. But here's the problem. When you got women that claim to want a man, right? And her way of thinking or even even in terms of wanting a man, like she wants the opportunity that a man has. All right. She can have it. It's available to her. 
this country is built on not discriminating people in general. Black, woman, gay, trans, whatever. It's pretty much all accepted, whether people individually like it or not. The whole inclusive and that's all that's all what it is. But that's not really what women want, because the reality of it is they're not they're not willing to handle that general sacrifice that is needed. She has to take risk. She's got to work more hours than women typically work. No more part time jobs. No more just retail work. Oh, you want equal pay? Do some equal work. Do the equal work that a man does, and I'm sure you'll be just fine. But see, that's the problem. They want the benefits of a man, but they don't want the consequences of a man. Already off to a bad start. That's the that's the inclusion feature here. Inclusion. Inclusion. And there you go. This is how inclusion works with women. They're not capable of doing the job that they really have to do, but they're a woman and a man is afraid of telling her that she is not qualified for the job that she has to do. Because the moment he says that, she's going to say, it's because I'm a woman, it's this and that. And the guy can say, no, it's because you are unqualified. You are unskilled. We need people who don't need training for this position. We need people who don't need a crash course in how everything is done for this position. But that woman can go, that's discrimination. This is why we're in the problem that we're in today. When you add in um, the blacks and this whole affirmative action bullshit, which is all bullshit. Now, who knows? I didn't live in the 60s, so I don't fucking know about how shit went. But from what I can remember, um, they were lied to back in those days. And Lyndon B. Johnson was lying to the blacks long before Sleepy Joe got into office. And even and most in most times. But when this motherfucker was getting into politics was at the time when um, LBJ was in office and he had his uh, separatist ideology at that time. Joe Biden, I'm talking about. So you gotta you gotta understand what what the way everything is going is going to affect women five times as much as it is men. The women are only seeing the men who who are feeling the effects of it early on. So like a lot of the black pill and um, true force loneliness and all these other sort of subgroups, these subcultures. Reddit based, I would say Reddit based subcultures, they're they're only viewed by the women currently because they're noticing, oh, well, guys are down bad. So that's the whole thing with women. Oh, these guys are down bad. These guys are scrubs. These guys are this and that. These women aren't going anywhere. They're not doing anything productive. They're not really they're not they're not what you would consider influential people, right? They're not innovators. Um, They'll sit back while they're fucking up and blame somebody else. Someone who has nothing to do with them. Oh, a woman's bad. Oh, it's because of these men. These men ain't taking care of us anymore. Bitch, you're not taking care of yourself. And the same thing can be said about a lot of these weak-minded men. You know what I mean? You're not taking care of yourself. 
counterproductive. Always, always in this position to where you have to play victim. In order to get what you need, and it's similar to the blacks. The blacks! Not all, not all, not all. Nigga, I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I'm black. But you know, we know what I'm talking about. Liberal, black liberals. Blacks. Those blacks. Um, they got to be victim in order to get the benefits and, and things in life that they want. They can't go out there and work like everybody else. Because everybody in this case, legitimately, to make money, simple money, get some spare change, everybody has an equal opportunity. Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, that's the benefits that this country has. And people don't appreciate the country because they never been outside of the country and went to particular countries that are predominantly one group of people. America is kind of different because we have a thing that's really called diversity with not just not just business, idealistic diversity, but true organic diversity of different cultures, backgrounds, and people in this country. And it's been like that for decades. And it will continue to be like that as long as people still have their identity. Or if we can all just identify as Americans, because all of us within our bloodline and the people that are in our families contribute a, a, a portion to what this country is, no matter who you are and what background you are. But unfortunately, that's never that's never going to happen. And then you'll have you'll always have the separation and that diversity kick. It becomes a gimmick when these corporations and government gets their hands on it because they'll try to force people to be diverse. You can't force people to be diverse. If you live in a diverse community, you'll naturally come across different people and have a different experience than the next person. So you, it's like me, for example, I don't look at white people as the enemy. I look at certain political, I look at, I look at certain liberals as the, as the enemy. They can be black liberals. They can be white liberals. They can be Hispanic liberals. I've, I've lived, I've lived on that side of the aisle long enough to know how they are. They overreact. They're emotional. You can't have constructive conversation or constructive criticism about them without them getting worked up and offended. Whatever people have to say about me, it means nothing. These are people I don't communicate with. Most likely people I don't like. So in my mind, I'm thinking, why would that or why would I allow what they think or what they believe about me to affect me when it has really no effect on me. And that same mindset goes into the workplace. People go out, go to work. Guys, most guys where where they work at, they're mostly they're most likely doing blue collar work. So they're around a majority of men. So they don't really have to deal with many women. Guys like myself, it's still blue collar work, but I'm in a work environment more than a workplace. To me, a workplace is just one particular place. You're with a particular type of people. Your coworkers are pretty much doing the same shit you're doing. And that's that, right? 
a work environment is a workplace of many workplaces, meaning when you're in a school, when you're in a mall, when you're in a shopping center, when you're at, what's another good example? Um, even a Home Depot, a Best Buy, where you have, oh, you have electronics and you have this, or Walmart is the best example. Because Walmart, you have an auto, you have an auto shop. So there's, there's a people who know about auto mechanics, people that fix cars. There's a section of them. My situation is similar where I only have throughout the year, three other people that are directly coworkers. Everybody else, they have their own little, they have their own little thing and their own little group of people and their own superiors and this and that. So if at the workplace, it already becomes very clicky, very clickish, I should say. It gets very clickish at these workplaces. Now, me personally, I don't give a shit because like I don't like clicks. I don't like groups. I really like the state of myself. If I'm cool with people, then I'm cool with them. But I never put myself in like group settings. To me, that's just stupid. I, I never unless it's sports or we're beating somebody to fuck up. There's no reason for all of us to be in one place like this. That's why I never understood about the blacks. Right. And it took me a while to understand it. Being a black and once being in those settings, nothing good comes with a bunch of niggas in one area. I know this is going to sound bad. I, I sincerely can give two fucks respectfully. I sincerely can give two fucks. But when blacks get into like people joke about it, I made jokes about it before where it's like, OK, if I go to a white party, there may be a fist fight. The cops may get called, but I know I'm not going to have anything to do with nothing. Like something can happen, but it's never nothing that's really something I should like take notice and or really sit back and analyze. Like, yeah, should I go? Why would this benefit me? Why this wouldn't? If there's a party with blacks, I'm not going. And I'm just going to say it how it is. I have nothing against black people. I'm black. But being black, I know how black is. OK, respectfully. I know how it gets. It can get very dicey. I not only represent the state, but I represent the tri-state. Shout out to NY. Shout out to PA. We go a little lower. Shout out to the DMV. Shout out. Shout out to those people. But I know how dicey things can get, how shaky things can be when you're around niggas. This could be niggas you knew your whole life. This could be niggas that you grew up with. This could be niggas that you played basketball with. This could be niggas that you served time with. It can be anything and everything dealing with the niggas. Not really the blacks, because, like, you know, Chris Rock was kind of correct when he came up with the analogy of the blacks versus niggas idea, and it makes sense. But I think every black person has nigga tendencies. You understand? Me being a black from a more culturally, it's it's culturally urban, but the setting is very suburban, right? But it's an area that I know, right? 
most people there I know. I don't know personally. Most of them I don't want to know personally, but I know enough about them to know. Right? Anytime when you see a bunch of blacks, Negroes, and we're not talking about a cookout. We're not talking about a barbecue, a bunch of old heads, although a lot of the old heads they cut up to. A lot of them have been, you know, they'll they'll cut the rug. You know what I'm saying? They're out, they're out here cutting the rug. You know what I mean? What the? They like to show out, too. But I'm talking about young black teens, even, even black teens. What was they doing in Chicago when it was running on top of cars and shit? And I was like, I don't even care. Like, when white people say, look at these monkeys jumping on top of cars, I laugh. That shit's funny. <laughs> they call a monkey. <laughs> they say, these whites, man, they off the hook. They say, look at these monkeys jumping on top of the car. Because that's what they look like. Some Planet of the Apes shit. They not even lying. I ain't offended by that. That ain't me. I, they ain't my peoples. They ain't my family. I don't know them niggas. Respectfully, I don't know them niggas. It's, it's, it's just common sense. You know what I mean? Why would that affect me personally? Oh, look at these blacks. They, they, they in uh, Chicago and shit. Walmart. They in Walmart acting up. Niggas in Walmart, they're leaving. They're like, yeah, we don't, we don't want our business here anymore. Too many of these blacks are going in and out, taking food. They, they have videos of this shit. You got to sit back and accept what is going on. You don't you won't feel any way about it because you don't act that way. That's not how you were raised. Right? That's not how you, that's not how you were built. You understand? We're different. But society likes to put us all in one bubble. Like see, look at these niggas. Look at these blacks. It's like, what the? Don't put me in that category. Cuz I'm black. I'm a black, right? But I ain't, I ain't going to Walmart and I ain't filming myself opening Doritos, eating the Doritos around the store. They had these niggas walking around eating snacks and shit. This is what these fucking bitches were doing. Walking around eating snacks. And speaking of snack, this bitch getting out of the car. I like how certain white women walk. They have like sort of a switch to her. This, this woman got, she got a switch to her. And she got some Daisy Dukes on. She got a nice tight white ass. It's nothing. It's nothing better than <laughs> a nice tight white ass. She had the Daisy Dukes on. Delicious. Delicious. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's the Freestyle Friday edition. Yeah, you know, this is the Freestyle Friday edition. If I if I would ever say we going from. Black pill talking about these bitches to looking at this bitch getting out of the car and just admiring God's work. Okay? Cause when you're acknowledging woman, you're only acknowledging God's work. Now that ain't God. There's a lot of niggas that look at the bitch and treat her like God. No, she's a physical beauty. She's probably a mess to deal with. <laughs> what the That always happens. Get yourself there and there's no such thing as basic bitches anymore. Because all these basic bitches think that they're higher up than what they are. Can't even have a humble basic bitch anymore. What a mess.
professor in the Faculty of Medicine at the University of British Columbia. Of course. I'm also a co-founder of an organization named Blueprint, and I'm really, really pleased to join you today. We've done a number of research projects. One of the ones that we're very pleased about it has to do with uh, looking at the business world post Me Too. We decided that we'd look at it quantitatively and qualitatively. So we did focus groups. Some focus groups were uh, exclusively male, some exclusively female, and some combined. We found that the, the differences, there, there were no differences in those groups. They basically responded in a similar way. After we'd done those focus groups, we then designed a survey that we distributed to 3,500 participants in Canada, the United States, to ask questions about what impact did Me Too have on you, their results on sort of two sides of the coin. What we learned is that uh, Me Too served a purpose in terms of creating awareness in men that the world wasn't what they wanted it to be. It also made them uh, aware of the differences with regard to attitudes towards inclusion and diversity. And two-thirds of and this right here, by the way, <clears throat> is the reason why so many people are quote unquote anti-woke and anti-feminist, right? There's a line that's been crossed for decades now, and men are just starting to notice like, hey, you're crossing the line here. One of the things, one of the many things that I've already explained earlier, but I'm going to explain differently. So maybe you would understand what I mean by the affirmative action being bullshit and things like that. Diversity in this country is unnecessary because the country is diverse enough. There's enough people. We don't need more people. Look, I'm sorry to say, look, <laughs> we don't need more people here. Tell these people, turn around and go leave respectfully, not by force. What's the reason? They don't want to listen. Hit them with the tear gas. You know what I'm saying? So got to work some way. Beanbag gun right to the gut. Something. I don't know. Something. Something's got to give. But the country's diverse enough. There isn't a problem with diversity in this country. I just saw the Indian woman drive past. I never see Indian women in this town that I'm in. Ever. There's an Indian woman that just drove past. She had the whole giddy up on. I mean, how diverse do you fucking want this country to be? All right? Sick of it. We're diverse enough. White folks aren't getting along with niggas anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas been hated white people. White, black people hate white people more than white people hate black people. And I'm saying this as a black person, and I've been around a very diverse number, a diverse number of people. I've experienced different settings and surroundings of communication, different dialect with others. I'm very diverse in that in that sense. I don't separate myself through appearance. I don't allow myself to get involved in that type of BS. I gotta move this car back around. What the? We still got good enough time. How much? How much of this do we have left? We got a good amount. I don't want to play it yet because I got to move this car, but I also want to light this blunt first before I hold this phone with one hand and grab the steering wheel with the other hand and move this vehicle.
But what typically happens, right? And whether 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 we as a people, and I mean like human beings, every everybody has something to do with it, or we just forget. Like I said, we forget we forget about how diverse this country truly is because we're only inside of one area. We're inside of our own town, our own cities, our own states, our own counties that we claim to know so well, which a lot of us do. And that's all we see. We don't see the towns outside. We don't see different states, Ohio. We don't see places like uh, Flint, Michigan. We don't see places where things are going on. Things are truly happening because we're stuck in our own world, in our own area. Everybody has their own world. Even though we're in one world, the problem is everybody's lost in their own personal world. And they're not paying attention to the real world. All right. They have no knowledge of self, so they have no knowledge of surroundings. If they don't know themselves from the inside, then what would they know from the outside? It's deep, right? Just think about it. I want to go through a little bit more of this, but I, I strongly urge you to check out AJ's rants and reactions and check out the video yourself because I don't want to go through all of this. And there's still a good amount of things that I want to talk about before wrapping this episode up. But I want to play at least a strong five minutes straight. And then I'm going to pause and do my final reaction to the video. And then we're going to get ready to wrap things up. Then through the uh, events that followed me to became concerned and more committed to uh, developing more effective ways of, of inclusion and diversity in. So now, instead of just fo 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 focusing on not being a jerk <laughs> and just getting your job done, that's what most men do. You can most male dominated spaces, construction, all this other stuff, right? You go to work, just don't be a, just don't be an asshole to everyone and get your job done. That's all men expect. Once you add women in, all of a sudden you got to worry about diversity and inclusion and all this other foolishness, guys. It's not just women. And this is where I'll stop because I don't I don't I, I never want to blame this whole diversity thing on women. Because I know a lot of women who acknowledge the country for being diverse. They have their personal beliefs. They're not spurging out over a man's personal beliefs. I've had conversations about the red pill with women in reality, which you, you should probably never do. But I do it anyway. And oddly enough, I've gotten more of a positive reaction to talking to women about it than a negative reaction. And you want to know why? Number one, it's because even even the women who are guilty, they don't want to be guilty publicly. So a lot of women will be the chameleons. A lot of women will act like they 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 like something or they'll go along to get along. But when they see the effects of something directly and when they're held accountable for it, they can wiggle their way out and say, well, I didn't mean it like that. Or it's not this wave of feminism or it's not this type of progressive woman. And it's all the same, especially in their their little personal sector and the woman's fear. Matter of fact, hold on. The woman's fear, the new and improved woman's fear. Next article, next episode. 
the new and improved woman's fear. It's gonna, that's going to be a banger. I think I'm going to save that for tonight. I'm going to do what I did. Um, I'm going to do what I did last night. And uh, pretty much do something earlier, of course. I don't want to still be recording midnight tonight. Although it wasn't too bad. But um, I'm going to save that for like a, a night episode. I would say a night drive. But I just don't have... Um, I don't have the equipment that I usually have when I take my night drives and record, so I have to be stationary. But the new and improved woman's fear, and what the new and improved woman's fear really is, is feminism. But pearly things won't, pearly things is quote unquote anti-feminism, or a lot of these other women claim to be quote unquote anti-feminism, but they still have the expectations that the feminists have for the men of today. So what difference are they really? Oh, you may think different than that woman, but you had the same sort of experience as that woman. Matter of fact, you was probably in the same club partying with that woman. You was at the same birthday party. You was at the same wedding reception without a man. I, I always like when you go to weddings and I hate weddings, man. I have I have two brothers that they got when they got married. I went to both of their weddings, and weirdly enough, one wedding was one wedding was like August of a year, and then another wedding was like July of the year of the year after. And you know, being at weddings just is just bad, but you always know the women who are who are single because of like how like how they how they carry themselves it's different than when they're with a guy they have a level of confidence in them when they're with a guy versus when they're just by themselves and i I remember just paying attention to that and kind of getting distracted because you know during those during those weddings i think there was one I think this shit was in like North Jersey. What is that like Scott Scotch Hills? Is there a Scotch Hills, I think? Something like that in Jersey. It's like right it's like probably no exaggeration, like fifteen minutes from New York. That's how far not even fifteen minutes, like ten minutes from New York. And that's only ten minutes because there's a highway that takes you directly to New York. Right? That's how far it was. And I remember going there the first time, I think, for a rehearsal. And it was either the heat, there was there was no air in the building, I think, or something like that. I remember it just being terrifyingly bad, just treacherous. And then reminding myself, like, oh, cool. Now, like my my mother now, she she bothers me, right? Oh, well, you got to find a woman. I don't got to find a fucking soul. You understand? I'm found by the grace of God. I don't got to deal with these treacherous ass trifling bitches. And when my mom bugs me enough, that's how I, that's how I speak to her. Respectfully. 
Now I don't I don't be that direct, but I'm I'm pretty close to it. You know what I mean? So it's it's a very interesting dynamic with me, right? I'm I'm the youngest, right? I'm the baby of the family, regardless of what my age is. And I accept it, I don't give a shit. My my first care, my 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 actual first lesson of not caring what people think about me comes from family members. That's where my and and I only just translated it to people, right? Like if I don't care what certain family members think of me, why would I give a fuck of what some strange bitch think of me? What the These bitches are on crystal meth. Fuck is wrong with them? Must have fell and bumped their fucking heads, man. <laughs> <laughs> Must have fell and bumped their fucking heads, man. This is another great Freestyle Friday edition. <laughs> a classic. I, I've been throwing down some classics, man. I've been throwing down some numbers because I've been smoking pot. Like, a very a good amount of pot. Not too much. But just the strands that I have are just out of this world, man. Out of this. What am I smoking now? What is this? Oh, yeah, L.A. Kush Cake. I've just been firing out classic-based episodes, man. Going into the time machine. It's almost like I'm going into a time machine when I do these type of episodes. Because I've been talking about this shit for years, right? Like, literally, like, over half a fucking decade I've been talking about this. I think in, like, two years it will be ten years. So, also moving forward, you know, talking about more political issues, and I'm going to do a more uh, political, a Freestyle Friday political edition. This is the Freestyle Friday Red Pill edition. Peep the move, man. Peep the strategy. I hope y'all, I hope y'all enjoy the creativity, right? This is the Freestyle Friday Red Pill edition. Later on in the evening, our little three three hours maybe four o'clock 4 30 we're gonna do more of the political freestyle friday we'll go over some trump clips shit like that you know the usual react we'll laugh we'll have good times and then tonight i'm gonna go over you know the night talk no pun intended that would be kind of funny right and fucked up well, if I if I do, <laughs> if I were to do a quote unquote uh, night talk, no K. And use a night talk video, that would kind of make sense. Maybe I can do that. But anyway, on a night episode, on a night tip. We'll be going over uh, the new and improved woman's fear. You heard of the manosphere. Well, what about the woman's fear? What is it? And I'm going to give you my opinions on what it is. It's pretty much feminism, but, you know, I'll, I'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> Trust me, we'll wait. It's, it's going to be worth it. Because, like, briefly ending this episode, but also going over a little preview of it. Look at all the female content creators today. Some of the female content creators don't even make content anymore because they're starting to notice that there's some pressure being brought to them or being brought to women within this so-called space by men. See what I mean? So a lot of these women fell back or a lot of women, they got the pressure put on them. 
You know what I mean? They got that pressure put on them, and then they sort of just backed away from even talking points about men. They said, nope, I'm not dealing with this anymore. We'll go over some of the names later on tonight, okay? I just want to be the one to be able to have things organized to where even in a freestyle episode, I can come up with a topic just off the top and be able to elaborate when the time is necessary. There was a time before where I used to have a notebook. Literally, I had a notebook. And I would write down, you know, certain things that I would want to talk about. Um, I would be even as old school as writing down certain, um, you know, not not actual articles, but um, percentages, you know, demographics, you know, things of that nature and use that in, in certain episodes. Every now and then, if I have a piece of paper and an idea comes to mind, and for some reason my phone is dead or I don't have it on me, I'll write it down. But I've always noticed when it comes to women, and I had did something, I forgot what I had written down. That's the reason why I mentioned the notebook thing. I had written down pretty much a series idea and it was like five pages of information going off what I was talking about. And there was articles that I wanted to go over, but I didn't have time to really save it on my phone or whatever the situation was. I would briefly write it down and then later on, go back to it, look up, you know, whatever information that was there, um, write down important information about it. It's not plagiarizing because, of course, I mentioned to people and it mentioned where the information is from. <clears throat> But those, those were always things that kind of kept me on top of shit. I'm kind of getting back into that, but I also don't want to be as organized as I was. And I said it before, there is a such there is such thing as being too organized, being too sort of black and white. You kind of want to have more of a, a personality. And there's there's certain structure, there's there's some sort of organization in a unorganized setting. I don't know what it is. If I just have a thought in mind, I can turn that thought into an hour easily. I don't do it as much. Mostly because I don't want to be one of those people that talk in circles. And I notice with this type of with this type of talk. And these type of discussions that tends to happen a lot, which is why I'm switching up the format. Okay. So I also said that uh, Friday and Saturday, well, not Friday and Saturday, uh, Thursday and Friday would be red pill related issues. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to be diving into more of the political gender, all this, all these other issues situations and topics we can also go over as well but as i always say let me get my sounds ready because i'm gonna do something i haven't done in a while and actually play the audience on the way out of this motherfucker but anyway as i always say in the meantime and in between time and until next time jersey judah another episode another edition of the crimson capsule 
Chaplin. Signing out. Peace.